Welcome to the Let's Get Vulnerable podcast with me, your host, Dr. Morgan Anderson, clinical psychologist, relationship coach, love expert, creator of the ESL relationship method, and athletic wear connoisseur. My mission is to help you raise your self-worth, have great relationships, and step confidently into the next level of your life. Each week, two episodes will air featuring expert advice, live coaching, and tips showing you exactly how to improve your life and attract great relationships. You deserve to feel empowered, secure, and loved. So buckle up and let's get vulnerable. Do you feel like you keep dating people who won't commit and you've struggled in your dating life? You've gone through all these breakups, or maybe you've even struggled to consistently date and stay in the dating game. And you are actually the one who struggles to commit and let your walls down. I know how exhausting this can be when you have this desire on your heart that you really want that partner, that best friend, that person to build a life with, and yet your dating life is just going nowhere and you can't seem to find a person to build a healthy relationship with. I just know how frustrating that is. And I was able to take everything I know from clinical psychology and attachment theory research and NLP belief work and build a program that can help you no matter what your past has been, even if you've never had a healthy relationship before in your life, this program will help you become the securely attached, healthy, high self-worth version of you who effortlessly attracts that partner that you've always wanted. So spots are really limited. We can only take a small amount of people every month. And I want to invite you to not wait on your healing. Love is for those who are willing to be brave and do the work And you are so deserving of removing the barriers to everything you desire. So I just want to invite you, apply to the Empowered, Secure, Loved program. You get coaching with me and you will be able to embody that version of you that you deserve. And spots, once again, are super limited. So make sure you apply. You can find the link in my Instagram bio. My Instagram handles Dr. Morgan Coaching, and the link will also be in the show notes. I'm so excited for you to embody that healthy, securely attached version of you. You are so worthy of it. It's your host, Dr. Morgan, and today's episode is going to be juicy. It's going to be good. We are going to answer your questions. And if you want to have your specific questions answered, I want to invite you to join us inside of the Successful Women Great Relationships Facebook group. And this community is awesome. There's nothing like it on the internet. People are being vulnerable. They're sharing what's going on. And you have this army over 3,700 women 
um, these people coming in to support you and cheer you on. So I love this community that I've created. I remember when it was like 20 people. So it's grown. There's a lot of support in there. And that's where I got these questions. I will go in there about once a month and just ask people, Hey, what can I answer for you? And this is what y'all want to know. And I think these are questions. If you've been a listener, I'm sure you probably relate to these. Um, these are really good questions. There was over 80. So I am going to pick the best ones and we'll likely do a part two of this. So let's do it. Let's get into it. Before we do, I would be doing you a disservice if I did not mention this. I want to personally invite you to a live masterclass with yours truly, Dr. Morgan. In case you don't know, I'm like you listening to this podcast, but in case you don't know, I am a clinical psychologist, attachment theory expert. I've had the privilege of coaching over 400 women in becoming securely attached, no matter their backgrounds. Uh, I've been doing this for years now. It's wild. It's flown by, but we're over four years and I have seen it all. Okay. I've seen, I've seen it all. I've probably experienced most most traumatic experiences, relational trauma, right? Like I've been there, I've done that. So anyways, all that to say, I am a relationship attachment theory expert. And a couple times a year, we're talking two, maybe three times a year, I like to give back to the community and I like to do a free live event. So that's what this is. On May 18th, I'm hosting a masterclass. I'm calling it Sexy, Secure, Magnetic because it just felt right. I was thinking about where we are in terms of just the time of year and like moving into dating and summers around the corner and also just this realization of the collective consciousness rising in terms of allowing us to take ownership for what we really want and how we really want to show up in the world. And I think just this awareness of the intentional relationship and more and more people are realizing, hey, I get to heal. I get to give myself permission to heal, to embody the highest and best version of myself, to learn how to show up securely attached. So anyways, I was thinking about all that and I was in my bathtub. That's my favorite place for ideas. And the title just came to me. It needs to be called Sexy, Secure, Magnetic, because I want to help you step into that version of yourself and realize that when you really are showing up in your securely attached self, the version of you who has released past trauma, the version of you who has a clear vision on the kind of relationship she wants, that it really does get to feel good. Dating gets to feel easy and you get to attract quality partners. You get to attract emotionally available, ideal partners, and you get to enjoy this journey of finding your soul partnership. 
And I mentioned that term soul partnership, because that's actually something I'm going to talk about on this masterclass. I've never talked about it before. And it's just a concept over the last four years that I've been working on. And like, what is that? How do we know? How do we feel it in our bodies when we're connected to that person? What does that even look like? So it's just going to be juicy. It's going to be fun. It's a live event with me. Um, Don't miss it. May 18th, the link to sign up will be in the episode show notes. And of course, of course, please don't wait because these do fill up quickly. Every time we've offered something like this, it's filled up within 10 days. So I don't want you to miss out. Go register. I hope you can attend live. If you can't attend live by registering, you'll obviously get the recorded call but I hope you can be there live. That just makes it more fun. You get more value. Um, So use the link in the episode show notes to sign up. All right. On to today's episode. Let's do it. We're answering your questions inside of the Successful Women Great Relationships Facebook group. And one of the ones that stood out to me was this one. This comes from Rebecca, Rebecca Lynn. She says, how can I tell if I'm actually not into him or if my brain is still working on rewiring itself towards healthier, emotionally available partners? So this question comes up a lot. And I think it stems from the fear of I don't want to make a mistake. I don't want to make the wrong decision. Am I am I self-sabotaging? So to address that, I want us to focus on a concept that's really important, which is self-trust. Being able to trust yourself and trust who you are attracted to and who you are not attracted to. And if you're going through dating and you don't have self-trust, it can be so exhausting. It's so confusing. You're always second guessing yourself and you're not sure, do I like them? Do I not like them? Oh my gosh. You're pulling all of your friends. You're calling your family members. You're telling them every single detail. You're wanting their opinions. You're outsourcing the discernment right? Like you're, you are outsourcing the job of knowing what's meant for you. And you're giving that power to other people, right? Like when you don't have self-trust, that's how you're showing up. So in order to develop self-trust and to be able to really tune inwards and know, am I attracted to this person? Am I compatible with this person? If I'm not attracted to them, am I self-sabotaging? Am I simply pulling away because it's stable and it's good and it's secure and I've never had that before and it doesn't fit my template, right? All those questions in order to be able to answer them and answer them in reality and answer them truthfully and honestly, you need to learn how to show up securely attached. It is from a place of secure attachment that we can make those decisions well. And most people miss this. They're like, 
oh, you know, if I just like um, give it a little time or if I just ask my friends what they think of him, have my friends over for dinner, they'll know if he's right for me. No, no, no. Okay. You need to learn how to regulate your emotions, self-soothe, embody that securely attached version of you, right? And build self-trust. So I know this is not the easy answer that Rebecca would have wanted. And I'm not someone to just tell you what's easy. I'm always going to be honest and tell you the truth. So this is a process, right? And if you are in that moment of, am I pulling away from him because, or her, right? Uh, But am I pulling away because I'm not used to secure attachment? One of the best things that you can do is sit with yourself, emotionally self-soothe, which I have other episodes on that. Obviously something I teach inside of the Empowered Secure Love program, but being able to self-soothe, to move yourself to an emotionally regulated place and to embody the securely attached version of you and to ask yourself, what would the securely attached version of me do? And part of, part of the work here and this is this is key part of the work here is identifying your securely attached relationship vision i talk about this a lot inside of the ESL program i think the women inside of the program might be sick of it no i'm just kidding they're they're not they know it's important but i talk about you have to know how do you want to feel in your ideal relationship And what does that look like in practice? So for example, I want to feel emotionally safe. What does that look like in practice? It looks like open, honest, direct communication. It looks like me feeling heard, understood, and valued, right? So I'm creating these definitions that are not only words on a page, They are emotional states, ways of being. And I'm identifying how do I want to feel and what does that look like in practice, right? For my ideal, securely attached relationship. And then as I'm dating, I get to ask the question, does this connection, right? Does this person I'm dating, does this line up with the vision? that I have for my securely attached partnership, right? And then as you are, and I could just go on and on and on, but as you are doing this work and you're learning, oh, this is how I show up securely attached. This is how I tune into myself and learn what it is that I feel and what it is that I want, right? I'm building a securely attached relationship with myself first. I know that I'm going to tune into myself and I'm going to show up for me and I trust myself to be there for me, right? As I'm as I'm building all that, one of the things you need to be on the lookout for is fear. Because a dysregulated attachment system, whether it's disorganized, anxious or avoidant styles, 
at the root is fear, right? Fear of intimacy, fear of abandonment, fear of relationships turning out the way that they always have. So one key thing to look for when you're in this place is my desired action, aka my desire to push this person away. Is this rooted in fear or is it coming from a genuine, securely attached place? And when I connect to my securely attached self and I connect to my securely attached relationship vision and I'm emotionally regulated, right? When I'm in that place, can I get to the um, realization that this person is simply not compatible, right? So all that to say, you need to learn how to show up securely attached, how to regulate emotions and to make decisions from a securely attached place instead of a fear-based place. And what I see in today's dating world is a lot of people making relationship decisions from a fear-based place. And when I think about all the work I do, all of it, just the mountains and mount, you know, the podcast, the book, everything. When I think about it, I realize that it really is this simple in our dating lives. Are we operating out of fear, which comes from our past experiences, which which comes from relational trauma, which comes from a dysregulated attachment system, right? We have all these ways of understanding fear, but are you operating out of fear or are you operating out of love? That really is at its most basic form, what I teach people to do is to learn how to operate out of love instead of fear. And so many of us never had relationships that operated out of love, right? So we have to learn how to do it for the very first time. And that's what I have the privilege of helping people with is learning, oh, there is a different way of being in relationships. Okay. So, hey, if you want to do that work and that really spoke to your heart, I do want to invite you to join me inside of the Empowered, Secure, Loved program because you do deserve to operate out of love instead of fear. And obviously the link to apply to the program is inside of the show notes. It'll also be um, on my Instagram bio, on the website. There's a couple different places, but it's this application that tells me a little bit about you. And then you're able to have a call with my team. They'll answer any questions you have about the program and we'll support you in joining the program if it's the right fit for you and for us. So I just want to invite you to take action if you're ready to operate from love instead of fear. Okay, I'm going to answer one more question because these questions are so, so good. This is one that I've been getting a lot. And this is actually from Sam. Hello, Sam. She's one of my favorites. (laughs) She's been in the program for a while. So Sam wants to know, how can we re-enter dating, the dating world, after a narcissistic relationship? 
red flags to look for, how to trust myself again. Ooh, just talked about that. And then she says, any areas to focus on in myself aside from self-love, healthy boundaries, etc. So good. Okay. So, and it's so funny. I've been getting asked about narcissistic relationships more. And now when I think about my past relationship that I had that led to me doing this work, um, I, it's like, it feels like a different reality. Like that was like an, like an alternate reality, like a whole different universe. It's hard for me to even wrap my head around the version of me that was in that relationship. But obviously I know it did take place, but I have to sort of intentionally reconnect to that time in my life. And of course I remember. Um, so to anybody who has experienced that, whether it was somebody who met criteria um, for narcissistic personality disorder, or maybe just someone who had traits of narcissism, anybody who has survived a relationship with an abusive, controlling, toxic person, I want to first off, congratulate you. And I want you to know that it wasn't your fault because I've worked with hundreds of people, myself included. I've worked with doctors, lawyers, high-performing individuals, CEOs of companies. I've worked with a lot of people who you you look at them and you go, oh my gosh, how could this happen, right? Like that's like the stigma in society. How could this person look at me, someone who was studying clinical psychology, how could this person end up in this kind of relationship, right? And here's the reality, toxic partners, a narcissistic person, they are very, very good at getting what they want. And they're very good at sniffing out people who are highly empathic. Okay. They're very good at finding people who are highly empathic and they're good at love bombing and making it seem from the very beginning that, you know, they're this amazing partner. I was thinking back to some of the things my narcissistic ex had said to me in the beginning, he would always say like, you're my angel on earth. I just want to treat you like the princess you are. I'm so excited. I finally found the person I want to spend the rest of my life with. I can't wait for our families to combine. It was like all the stuff that I had wanted to hear, right? And that's how these charming AF people, narcissists, like they show up as your dream, right? For the first one to six months. So I just want to say that please, 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 if you are a survivor of this kind of relationship, it was not your fault, right? It was not your fault. These people are very, very good at what they do. It can happen to anyone. And how can we learn from our own experiences and from the experiences of others? How can we learn so that we know what to look for? So red flags. I talked about one of them, love bombing, love bombing, flying you around, giving you expensive gifts, taking you out all the time, um, putting you on a pedestal. If you feel like you're talking to someone and they're not 
in reality to the point of like you are God's gift to humanity. You are a queen. You are just the best thing ever. It's almost like a inflated value of you that is not tied to reality. That's what I mean by putting you on a pedestal. Please know that that is not sustainable. It might feel really good to your ego for a while to be put on a pedestal. Trust me, I know that I experienced that. I know what it feels like. You're like floating around like a princess. You're like, you feel like you're like um, Snow White in the Seven Dwarfs, just singing in the morning with the animals. Is she the one that does that? I think so. Anyways, like it feels good to your ego, but it's not sustainable, right? Like you want a partner who loves you, who hypes you up, who appreciates you for who you are, but you don't want to be so high on a pedestal that you're no longer in reality. Okay. Other red flags putting you down in any way, whether it's verbal, emotional abuse, any kind of put downs. They're usually going to just start chipping away at your self-esteem as a way to control you. I've told the story many times that for me, it started with my partner saying, oh, I hate when you wear your hair up. You look so much better with your hair down. It looks ugly when it's up. And, And that's such a subtle one, right? Like looking back, I now know that that was the beginning of put downs that got progressively worse. But if that had just been a one-off thing, eh, not a huge deal, right? It could have given feedback of, hey, I felt hurt when you said blah, blah, blah. But a narcissist is going to start with the little things and they're just going to keep getting progressively worse. Um, Other signs to look for, isolation. They want to spend all their time with you. They get frustrated if you're going out with your friends or your family. They start speaking poorly of your friends and family. Some of my best friends at the time, um, my narcissistic ex would always find little things that he could point out about how terrible they were when these things were like not a big deal. And, um, you know, like I'm, I'm thinking about one of my friends who was not the most organized person and sure, maybe she would like leave dishes in the sink or something. Well, a narcissist is going to take that and say, that person's a slob and they have no thoughts about your well-being and they're selfish and blah, blah, blah. They're going to take anything and try to skew it so that it makes the people in your life that you love so that it makes it seem like they're bad people. They're trying to isolate you. Okay. Um, other things, manipulation, giving to you, but then always you, you always end up realizing that they only give to you so that, that they can use it against you later on. Like I took you out for that weekend trip. So now you need to, I don't know. I'm trying to think of like something that they would, that they would want you to do. I, I paid for the weekend trip. So now I need you to give me money. I need you to pay for something. I need you to have sex with me, right? That can be common that they're using sex to try to control you. All kinds of control and manipulation. Um, Other red flags, I would just say how you feel with the person. If you start to feel in your body 
emotionally unsafe, if you feel like you can't be honest about how you feel, if if you feel like there starts to be a ton of unpredictability of this person maybe changing plans on you at the last minute, trying to control you in some ways, right? Like listen to how you feel in your body. If you don't feel emotionally safe, obviously that's a sign. Um, those are, those are some of the main things to look for. And then in terms of trusting yourself again, going back to what I said to the first question of really learning, Hey, how can I self-soothe? How can I emotionally regulate? How can I start learning to embody the securely attached version of me? And how can I connect to my healthy relationship vision and know what does that feel like? What does that look like in practice? That's, that's what I would want you to focus on. And then the other thing is, because obviously I've been here, I know you need to work on healing your nervous system and getting out of fight or flight mode. After surviving a relationship with a toxic person or an abusive person, you're going to be emotionally dysregulated. You're going to have a lot of fight or flight. You're going to be constantly scanning for ways that things could go wrong. You're you're not going to be able to accurately sense what's happening in relationships because you're still operating from the lens of survival, right? Depending on how bad the relationship is, a toxic relationship makes you get into survival mode. So you need to do everything in your power to get out of survival and into a place where you are intentionally engaging instead of reacting out of survival, right? So intentionally engaging with dating instead of feeling like you're reacting out of survival. And things for to get there include all kinds of meditation, rest, some yoga, maybe acupuncture, learning how to create safety in your body. Sometimes it's even, I am safe. I trust myself. I tune into my needs. I honor my boundaries. I stand up for myself, like learning how to repeat those affirmations. And then obviously putting it into practice, practicing doing those things because you need to get out of survival mode. Okay. This went really deep. It went really long, but these were super good questions. I hope you enjoyed this episode. And of course, of course, of course, I'm wishing you high self-worth and great relationships. I can't wait to see you at the masterclass on May 18th. All right. Talk to you soon. You guys, thanks for tuning in. I really appreciate each and every one of you. The best way that you can thank me is by sharing this episode on Instagram, Facebook, and making sure that you tag me at Dr. Morgan Coaching. And it would really mean the world to me if you took just two minutes to leave me a five-star review on iTunes. This podcast is not free to produce. And the more that you help this little show grow, 
the more people will have access to this valuable information. So until next time, I'm wishing you high self-worth and great relationships. Thank you for being part of this community.